Welcome to the Genius Lab podcast. I'm uh, so excited to be back on the back on the mic, uh, making things happen and helping you realize your greatness because that's what we do here at the Genius Lab. We are fortunate today to have Bill Edson. Now, Bill and I met in a very precarious situation that was completely out of my comfort zone. And he has turned out to be one of the most magnificent human beings I've ever met. And uh, as a matter of fact, he is featured on Hear the Hope Heroes uh, for the month of April and May. And so we, we wrote a song about his story. He contacted me about, you know, hey, you know, what's a songwriting thing? And I said, it's a story. You're a master storyteller. So send me your story. And so he sent me a story and we bounced it back and forth and came up with a great song. And I'm like, dude, you got to be on the podcast and share your greatness with us. And uh, so Bill, thank you so much for being here. Listen, it, it's so much my pleasure. We've talked on the phone a lot, but I haven't, we haven't really seen each other. Well, this is as close to face to face as we've come since we met. It's been five years, Toby. Oh my God. It yeah. flies when you're having fun, huh? It has been five years. And I have to say, um, I think if it wasn't for that time, you know, during that weekend that we were together, uh, I don't know if we would have ever met because I think, you know, naturally we're kind of on opposite ends of the ideology spectrum, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, but I think we make a great model because we don't let that interfere with our relationship. Right. As as I wish the rest of you know many of folks in the America could just get over the fact that it, everyone has their opinions, and in fact our opinions I think are very similar. We just look at them in different viewpoints. Hey, you know it's totally right. I, I have a I have a client who's very uh, very uh, vocal about their point of view and always wants to point out that we differ, and I'm like, yeah, actually we don't differ at all. I said, it's kind of interesting, just because I don't like the people that you support doesn't mean I like the other guys, right? <laughs> you know, but there's these assumptions that go on. And, and I think that, you know, one of the things you, you gave me one of the greatest compliments that I've ever had on drum church. And it was a couple of years ago when the shit was hitting the fan and people were going bonker crazy. And you said, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you've never used this as a political platform. You know, and, and I, that really meant a lot to me because, because that's, because I, I won't ever. And, and yeah. that's, you know, not how I work. Well, I think we're both so, I mean, people have to step above that fray. You know, we have to, we have to not get drawn into that whirlpool of drama. Yeah. You know, and let that, you know, interfere with our connection because honestly, we, it would be okay if we differed. It'd be okay if we argued. But when you start losing respect for each other, that's when it's it just gets out of hand, right? You can still love someone just because you don't agree with what they're what they what they're doing or what they believe in. You know, we still have to like care for each other. Yes. And, you know, and it's just ridiculous how it's out of hand, and it, and it's too bad that you know that the media plays into it, and everybody else to to just churn it up. But you know, I I'm here to try to be i guess that representative that that can you know can can just care for people either way because you know my my background is medicine i've been in medicine my whole life one way or the other yeah um the song we wrote together 
was about my experiences in Iraq as a combat medic. And I was a senior medic for an entire battalion, which is it turned out to be almost 900 men. Holy and books. yeah, I had 50 plus medics underneath me. And we were, you know, serving the certain region of within Ramadi, Iraq and providing care. We did over 5,000 combat missions in less than in about a year's time. Wow. Um, not to mention taking care of, you know, doing wellness health, you know, for our troops just to keep them, you know, in, in the fight more or less. Wow. So, you know, and I, and that was such a profound time in my life. I learned so many lessons. And now since then, that's 17 years ago when I got home, um, uh, I think of it every day and I learn from it every day. It correlates with so much of what I'm trying to do, just, you know, making a difference. And, um, you know, sometimes those lessons come out, even new ones come from that experience, you know, even today. And I think even from writing the song together, it makes me reflect and realize, you know, how, um, uh, impactful that experience is and how we can use it, you know, to make, to make the, uh, this place a better place. Yeah. Well, I love the last verse. It was funny when Bill and I were structuring the song, you know, I said, okay, so here's, here's what, here's what, here's where you started. Here's how you got messed up and here's how you got better. And he's like, well, we also need to, to, to do a wrap up verse. We need a fourth verse because that's really what keeps going. And it was really great because it, it, it wasn't a, a traditional songwriting pattern, but it was absolutely a verse that made the song. Because yeah, it, it I, I felt like it. Your core no, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. It's good. I think we have a little delay. Um, yeah. But I felt that was right. I think you're absolutely right. I think um, I think it helped wrap it up in a way that that shows to, to me, it just made sense. It made the song a little longer, though. And I don't know if I if I like the length of it being longer, but it does make sense of the in this within the realm of the story. So far, everybody that's heard the song is blown away by it, and not one person has said, "You know, it kind of drags on." Because I'm I'm when I send it out to my music people, I'm asking for criticism. I'm, I'm like, "How can we make it better?" I never look at how good a project is. I look at is there any way we can make it better. And not one person has complained about the length of the song because the content is so riveting that it draws you into the song and that extra two minutes, you know, cause I think we went a little bit over five minutes, which is, yes. you know, sinful in the music business. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like big fucking deal, man. This is how long it takes to do our story. And this is what we're gonna do. If you don't like it, cut it off at two and a half minutes. I don't care. <laughs> it's a good story. And, it, and, the, and the verses flow well together from one to the next. Yeah, and that chorus, man, that chorus is fire. I, mean, I that... can barely sing that and, and not cry. I mean, and that's just killer. Same. I, I mean, I listen to it and it's like, I want to sing that. I, I want to sing that, you know, um, but nobody wants me to sing that. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I mean, I used to sing, but I had neck surgery and ever since then it affected the, um, I guess the, the, the resilience of my voice. Yeah. So It'll I can't, that. yeah, I don't think I could sing the whole song without my voice kind of cracking. So but either way, I'll let you do it, man. That's what you do. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I had a lot of fun. I actually tried to get CJ to sing it because I've, I've done a, enough singing on our songs. And he's like, I tried to lay it down, but he said, your voice is the voice for that song. And so that's awesome. That's how we did it. That's so, meant to be. You know, in addition to being a songwriter now 
and and a coach and and you know a, a leader really you know uh, uh, someone who who doesn't doesn't just teach leadership but who leads by example um, that's my observation of you anyway um, you inspire a lot of people and you you work with high school kids college kids uh, you coach track is that right yeah, I coach track and field. Um, I'm at the college level right now. This is my 30th year coaching track and field. So wow. Yeah, I'm pretty good at it. And um, but but you know, I don't just do it um like I just don't do it to try to win championships or you know make people better athletes. I really use it as a classroom, as a platform to teach valuable lessons of life to these youth mm -hmm. who are getting ready to enter into the real world. And I want to teach them these critical um, life lessons and, you know, equip them to be able to deal with the complexities that they're about to walk into. Cause a lot of them don't need, you know, don't realize the importance of simple things like self accountability and responsibility to others, mutual respect, uh, work ethic. Um, you know, and, and there's always lessons of you get out of it, what you put into it and, you know, things like that. Those are things that I build into it and I build into, it leader skills too, like, you know, communication, genuine, um, uh, relationships and positive culture and, you know, and that sort of thing. So I, I build all that into the venue of sports and I've done that for, for a long time I've had, and, and really that's, um, that's kind of my passion for, for coaching is not really, you know, the wins, the victories, the championships, which I've, which I have, you know, um, I guess I, I've reached all those, you know, results. Those are just byproducts of putting, doing it for the right reason. And, you know, putting all those things and having kids realize, um, and I say kids and they're young adults really. And some of them are adults, you know, yeah, yeah. And now in the, at the college level, but, um, but they, they'll realize that, you know, it's not about the superficial ending of receiving a medal that, that where the value is. Yes. And then, so they can come out of there. Really what I want to do is create better human beings and prepare them for life. You and I have the same mission, helping people realize their greatness, right? Yeah. In, in different ways. I, I have a, a friend in park city. When I lived there, she was on the uh, Olympic ski team uh, for 13 years. Uh, longest, longest stay of a, of a female skier in Olympic history and are in US Olympic history. And she skied in two Olympics and she never medaled. And she was devastated on mm. the last uh, on the last Olympics because she knew she wouldn't have the chops to ski another one. In, in another four years, she'd be too old and, and just wouldn't be able to do it. And so she's distraught and she's talking to her coach and, and her coach says, listen, if you're not good enough without one, you'll never be good enough with one. So the medal doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that was some really, really good wisdom. So I, one of the things I always ask everybody is, you know, um, do you have any regrets along your way, along the way? I mean, you've, you've done some amazing things. You've served in, in the heat of combat. You've, you've helped thousands and thousands and thousands of people in your, in your coaching, in your track coaching. And I know you also have, uh, at least since since I met you at that weekend, um, I've seen you you dip your you know start start creating the the bigger thing, the world message that is that is Bill Edson. Um, 
did you ever make any mistakes or did you have any regrets? Yeah. And I think that the important thing to recognize is um, there's a big difference between making mistakes and having regrets. Oh, I like it. Good. Right. And um, my feeling personally is uh, the greatness that we both want to share or seek, or we want to help others with in my perspective comes from the journey itself right? It's not the destination of what we're trying to accomplish, but it comes through the journey and through, and because of that, um, it really comes from um, both the the positive and the negative of that journey. Uh-huh. And so the mistakes are only mistakes if we don't learn from them. Good point. Right. And it doesn't matter. Uh, and it doesn't make it any less easy when you cause a mistake. But honestly, I don't have the regrets because that's, to me, the mistakes or the losses or whatever, you know, the hardship, that's where the personal growth comes from. Got it. You know, so my struggles that I had, particularly when I came home with yeah. with post-traumatic stress, it was pretty bad. It was pretty deep. I, was, I mean, I was pretty screwed up. And uh, fortunately, I don't have um, an addictive behavior. So I never self-medicated or anything like that. Never uh-huh. was into that kind of thing. So. Um, so I was fortunate not to have to deal with that struggle, but I had some other things that come along with it. And, but that has created some growth for me. And so, you know, any mistakes or bad decisions I had made along the way, I don't really regret them because, you know, something pretty good came out from it, made me stronger on the other end, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good point. It's, it's always funny when, when people are talking about, you know, their life and, and it seems to me as I interview people, the most impactful changes that came from their lives were when they screwed something up or when they Mm -hmm. made when they made a decision they knew they shouldn't have made, or they made a decision they didn't realize the full consequence of, and it turned out to blow up in their face. It seems like the more impactful lessons come from those sorts of situations rather than, you know, yeah, I came in first in this marathon. It's not that it's like the bloody feet while they're training and the, you know, the, the hardship of climbing mountains or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that I'm looking for more hardships so that I can have more lessons. <laughs> Give me a freaking break. But, um, but no, but I mean, we could take the ones that we're that, you know, that we are experiencing now. Right. And just understand that that is part of a growth process. I don't think that's going to ever, I think that's always going to be there no matter what stage in life we're in. Yeah. Right. And, you know, um, I have my challenges too, you know, things happen to me too. And I just, you just kind of have to weather that storm and realize there's going to be something good that comes out on the other side. And and it does, it does make it easier, I guess, or at least you're able to, you know, accept the hardship at that time, work through it, knowing that at some point you're going to be at a better place. Cause that's the point. I mean, you got to keep moving. Like what choice do you have? Right. Right. I mean, you know, that's the one thing that that I really learned through this last 17 years. And I still have my bad nights every now and again. Mm -hmm. It's like, what choice do you have? I mean, you have two choices, right? You can just die, (laughs) you know, just stop. Yeah. You got to keep going. You know, it's not really to me, you know, there's no to me, there's not a choice. You just got to keep moving. You know. Well, and I, I think this is a, a thing that you realize that you pass on uh, is, I think it was uh, uh, 
the third verse or, or the verse where you were at a point at place of suicide. I held it up to mm -hmm. my head, but I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. um, there, there was just way too much to lose. And, and the thing that I, that I realize, uh, and cause I hear, I see it in your posts, you're always doing, you're doing things that you want to do to show your, your creative capacity, like your new patio. Um, and, and, but it's, what was it for? It was for the cookout. It's so my family has a better place. It, there's a, there's a thing higher than yourself, bigger right. than greater than yourself that you're working towards and that you're working with. And, and I, I, I remember one time at, at drum church, you came in late and you said, we went to faith church and then we hurried home so we could be at drum church. And I'm like, I just freaking love this guy and, and your, <laughs> your passion for, for goodness, for positivity and, 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 you know, the fact that, that you don't see th these things as a contradiction, but as, as a, uh, as, as, um, deep, um, oh, what do we want to say? Maybe, uh, it, everything contributes to everything. Yeah. And, well, and, and, you know, when you find things that you resonate with, uh, the language might be different, might be different, but the spirit is the same. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think the, I think the one thing that I brought out, brought back home from Iraq was that I witnessed the, the, I witnessed the worst side of humanity. All right. I, I witnessed so much death and destruction that looking back on it was so senseless because of why, because of different differencing or difference of ideology because our leaders couldn't get together be, you know because i mean it's just it's when you really think about it, it was ridiculous mm -hmm. right now i understand the extremist side even both sides you know could be viewed as extremists at, yep. in that conflict depending on what side you were standing on you mm -hmm. know but we're we're just so much above that and for us to go out and kill each other I mean, the things that I had, I dealt with at such a personal level with, you know, seeing, you know, having, you know, comrades of mine, you know, fellow soldiers killed and wounded that I had to deal with and seeing the pain that that brought their families and, and then seeing the civilians that I worked with on the other side, even the enemy that I took care of, you know, struggling through the, this, this, you know, um, you know, this, this, I guess, interface of of conflict and that really just made me realize that you know the greater picture is um and i listen i'm not i'm you know i'm not a hippie tree hugger you know like peace neck i'm not i'm like i'm a pretty conservative dude who believes that there can be just conflict but to experience at that level i think just makes me realize that man it's you know, it is all about the big picture. And, and honestly, you know, the, the trauma and all that stuff that I experienced, of course, contributed to my challenges when I got home. But another big thing that, that was very difficult for me was the transition out of the military. Cause shortly after I got home, I retired, I, I served 23 years. Oh, wow. And I, re I retired I, there. I was getting ready to actually be deployed within the next year or so to Afghanistan, but it would take a reenlistment and they would have promoted me into a, you know, a, a higher level of leadership. And um, I kind of wanted to serve to 30 years, you know, and, and really reach senior, re very senior levels. Uh -huh. um, and Carol, um, my wife, she was like, 
you could do that, but I'm not so sure our family can handle another deployment. I'm not so sure we're going to have a family when we get home. Uh -huh. And so, uh, you know, it wasn't a threat. It was just, just a statement. Yeah. I had a choice of reenlisting or, or, or retiring. And I went complete full circle in my military career, did some unbelievable things, not just in Iraq, but throughout the, my career. And it, it owed me nothing and I owed it nothing, uh -huh. but I owe my family everything. Yes. Yes. Right. So, so yeah. I retired. I absolutely have no regrets about it. I, you know, I wonder what it would be like to be, you know, at a higher level and do some of the things I wanted to do in, in my military career, but I owe it nothing. And it owes me nothing. It's very um, profound experience. And, and, but what I had troubles with that at that point was I lost the, the sense of purpose that was greater than myself serving my country and particularly the way I did. Um, because when I was in Iraq, besides doing the medic thing, um, I was part of a, a mission that brought care to uh, to a family that was in the city of Ramadi. And we led a covert medical mission um, into this home. And I connected with this family and really got to understand, you know, their side of things mm -hmm. um, and help save this mother's life over a span of three months going wow. in and taking care of her. Um, it made me realize that, um, you know, I was and that in turn started, um, I guess this cascade of really incredible things that led the early, um, uh, it, it led the, the early uh, movements of the, of the city becoming, you know, free again. Um, and because of the connections that we made within this part of the city. Wow. And, yeah. And so it was like, wow, here I, here I did this thing. You know, I felt like it was a, a part of world history, a world changing history to help, to help liberate the city of Ramadi. I get home and I'm going, you know, I'm going to go back to work and be a medical salesman, or I'm going to go work in the operating room, which was the worst place for me to be at the time. Yeah. Yeah that was my skill set too. Uh, and, and I just felt like there's nothing that's going to match up to this level. I had a really tough time with that, a really tough time to regain my sense of purpose away from the military. So uh -huh. that added to the trauma and everything. And I still kind of, I, I, I still struggle that with that at times, but it helped me realize my mantra, right? And that was, that is to, to leave this world a better place than how I found it. And um, and so, you know, I, I'm kind of doing what I can do to make those differences. You know, I wrote the book that I wrote and, um, and, and tell us about the book. Cause our listeners so, want to connect with that. So yeah, thank you, Bitch the, it, man. Yeah, man. Thanks. So COVID came and all the sports shut down and we got, you know, we got locked in, so I couldn't coach, couldn't do anything. So I did a webinar for athletes to help them cope with the loss of just having the, the their sports yanked right out from under them, particularly seniors who lost their last chance to compete and all this other stuff. So, yeah. but during that time, I'm sitting around twiddling my thumbs, like, how can I contribute? You know, what can I do? And then I just realized, you know what? This is a perfect time for me to write the book I've always wanted to write, it, just to see, really to see if I could do it. And I had all this time. So I sat down and I wrote a book. It's called, they call me Coach E., um, leading to a 
leading to achieve the unachievable. Mm. So it's on Amazon. You can find it. And um, it's really about leadership skills, but it's from the perspective of me as a coach and, you know, leadership uh, principles too. It, you know, it's, it's kind of a conversational read. It's really easy to read. Um, but I just wanted to be able to do it. So I, I wrote it and self-published it in five weeks. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah, record fast. So, I mean, it, it just was, it was just all these thoughts. It just flew, it just kind of flowed out mm -hmm. and, uh, probably, you know, I, I don't even like to read it myself because it's like, you know, your first of everything when you go back to it's like, oh, I can do so much better than this. Yes, I'm um, familiar with that. Yeah, <laughs> but I think people like it just because it is conversational and there are some lessons in there. And so, so I wrote the book, and um, you know, I and I, as you as you said, I like to speak. I like to speak about my experiences, um, you know, that I went through and and make them relevant for people. And and um, and I've done you know leadership workshops and course like coach as you as you mentioned and i think any place that is that i can have a touch point or a platform yep. to try to you know fulfill that mantra of making this place you know better than how i found it and i tell you i got that from from serving in the military of showing up during trainings to these awful barracks where they would stick us these old world war ii wooden barracks and they yeah. were awful sometimes you have to like you know shoo the possums out or whatever <laughs> it was awful but oh, we man. we we would always fix them up and we would always leave our area better than how we found it nice and so i've kind of applied that and there's some other you know lessons in there always continue to um always continue to um better your defensive position or always improve your position right that's one thing and that does two things that makes you stronger. And it also um, pushes away. Um, uh, it also pushes away, I guess, um, being sedentary or um, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, um, complacency. So, so again, that's the importance of always moving or always improving, trying to make things better is that, you want to kind of avoid that complacent, sedentary space in your life because that's where all the bad juju happens. Uh huh. You know? yeah. yeah. So, God, thank you so much, Bill. We're running out of time, and and I I I would like to have you on again because I think there's way more for us to talk about, and I know the listeners, the audience that 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 I have on this um, podcast, um, I, you're a really good fit. So I, I hope you'll I hope you'll come back again. Anytime, you know, you name it. All right. Well, before we go, I would like you to take your one golden nugget of advice for the people listening. If you, you know, you got people there, you know, everybody wants to be the best they can be that, you know, people are struggling with stuff. The world's messed up. It's hopeless, blah, blah, blah. I, I hear it all in the therapeutic mm -hmm. work that I do. Uh, I deal with people with that have terminal diseases in their body and, and terminal diseases in their mind. And uh, what what advice would you give, um, whether it's young or old, people who are, have gotten off track, who have let this craziness that's in the world completely throw them off balance? What would be your coach ease advice? Yeah, I think there's I think, well, there's two things that come to mind, but it's really part of the same thing. And I think one is is to 
to have a sense of purpose greater beyond yourself. Right? You've got to have a reason to do to uh, to to be there and to keep going. Right. So you no matter what, you've just got to keep move moving. Right. Keep moving forward. Keep going. And and if it's that greater purpose that drives you to take the next step, even if you feel like you're done and you just want to call it quits, you've got to keep moving. Right. Nice. Um, think Winston Churchill said it. It said, um, if you're going through through hell, just keep going. Because <laughs> you're going to come out of it sooner or later. Yeah, but you've got to yeah. keep going. You've got to keep moving. Right. Yeah. Good things come from movement. Beautiful. Bill, thank you so much for being here today. Um, I really appreciate it. We'll look forward to further episodes with you here in the Genius Lab and uh, appreciate it very much for everybody. I will post uh, Bill's information so you can get his book. Uh, assume you have a website. Um, you know what? I really don't right now. Okay. I, have an old web, I have an old website from a kind of a previous small little LLC that was going on. Um, it's called guideonstrategies.com, but okay. what's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they want I to think they more? could, yeah, just connect with me on Facebook. Just, you know, reach out, message me or friend me. Um, Beautiful. you know, you can find me. Um, I have a leadership, uh, development group that I started a few weeks ago. I would okay. love people to join because this is the type of content that I want to talk about as I get going. Cause right now I'm working a couple of jobs, I, you know, I, I don't have a lot of time to do what I really want to do, but when I can get in there, um, I want to build that community so that we can just kind of, um, you know, do what we've been talking about, just make a difference going forward, you know, using leader skills and how we apply them, no matter what we do for work or what we do in our life. Beautiful. Beautiful. Again, thank you so much, Bill. And uh, thank you. Thank you for being here. And thank oh, you for welcome. your service and all that you have done for us. Well, appreciate it. I Thanks. Thanks for having me. You bet.